And today, the topic of this message is, my Jesus. Is Jesus yours? Oh, he is mine. Ah, he is mine. This is our worship service number 221, December 20th, 2020. My Jesus. I would like to invite you to go to the website, thechurch.us, if you want to download the bulletin, or if you have a smart TV, you just put your phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code, and you will be able to download the bulletin at any point in time. We want to thank you for your support. We have received many, many offerings and contributions to the church guys through the online services. I know that you probably are aware of the impact that we are making in the community with this, and of course, so many uh, antagonists at the same time. So just yesterday, somebody was uh, upset in one of our posts on, um, on social media, uh, and, and that's classic. You know, with the good things, always there are, there are bad things. And uh, somebody was complaining and saying that it's too much. Well, yeah, probably it is too much, but I said to everybody, if it's too much, why you watch it? <laughs> Just don't watch it, because somebody's going to be blessed. And, and we can do this thanks to your contributions, friends. We are using the money in a wise way, and we are investing in high-quality equipment and software. But still, we have difficulties. Today, we experience uh, difficulties, but we are here. Moving forward, we found the solution, and uh, here we are. But thank you. If you want to help us to spread the word of God, bchurch.us forward slash give is what you can do on your browser. Or you can send a text 432-268-0007. Thank you, Tracy, for your music. And thank you, Sebastian, for your work. There you go. My Jesus is the topic of this morning. And I would like to invite you to get ready for this message. The scripture that we have right now in the screen, on the screen, we read it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This scripture, it is in the prophet Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And it was fulfilled later. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 quotes that. Because this is exactly the beautiful thing about God in his kingdom. When he speaks, things are going to happen. So this is what the Lord it spoke through the prophet Isaiah. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. Thank you, Lord God. The Lord God spoke to the prophet. And here we are now. Blessed because he fulfilled his word. The power of God. The mercy of God. And that is what we truly celebrate now in this season. It is no other thing. It's, of course, we want to go through the whole thing of visiting relatives, right, and exchange presents and eat well. You know, who doesn't like that? But the main reason of this season is the opportunity we have to worship our Lord God. There are several things that I would like to share with you today that are important. And one of those is the holiness of God. If you come with me to... Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. And we read together. Let's read it together. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see 
the Lord. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. That is a fact. So we all like the idea of Christmas and being blessed by God and experiencing the mercies of God, correct? We all like that. We are excited about that. We are really hoping that uh, things are going to be so good to us that, uh, you know, we will just have a good time with the Lord always being blessed. But we sometimes we just don't see the importance of the holiness in our lives. You know? Sometimes we don't see the importance of holiness in our lives. And we have to, my friends. We have to see that. Why? Because it says in the second part of the verse, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Here, here is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ in 2020, in this new era. We all are proclaiming the greatness of God. Correct? We all are so excited talking about the, the mercies of the good Lord and how wonderful he is. But you, you know what, what is the problem? That sometimes, uh, forgive me for, for saying this, but it, it is like a, people put the gospel and present the gospel in such a cheap way. It's like so simple. All that you have to say is that you believe in Jesus and that's it. Well, that's the first step, but that's not it. There are many other things, you know that. But we have a problem with that cheap gospel that is being sold all over the world because it's inaccurate. It is incomplete. How do we become part of the kingdom of God? Well, first of all, by receiving the forgiveness of our sins, right? But that's not the end of it. After that, we are called to live a life, what it says here? Live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Now, a lot of people are confused sometimes with this concept of being holy. And, uh, and that is why I want to share with you this, this concept. The holiness of God is about focusing on what is good and pure. That is the holiness of God. The holiness of God is precisely to be busy doing what is right. The holiness of God is exactly that. That you will be concerned, but mainly with the great things God has for you. You probably have heard this many times, that when someone has way too much time, it's like the devil's, what? Playground. Playground. Some other people say it's the devil's shop. Right? Because it's, it's the devil's kitchen. You know, so much time available is, just opens the opportunity for everybody, including believers, of course, and, and everybody else, just to mess things up. Holiness actually is not that you are going to wear particular garments, you know, like a special robe, a turban walk with sandals and suddenly you, you keep your hands together all the time and when you go to work you walk this way and you have a candle in your hand Th that's not holiness those are traditions i'm not saying it's bad but holiness actually the the very practical meaning of holiness is is focusing on what is good and pure but when people have time available and they are just 
wandering around and they, they don't focus on anything that is good and pure. What is what is going to happen? <laughs> you know, people are going to be doing all kind of bad stuff and that is not what the Lord wants us to experience. Okay, the second thing that I want to share with you is about the Trinity. John chapter 14, verse 26b. The Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name, Jesus said. The Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name, the Lord Jesus said. And what is what we are talking about here? What we are talking about here is that even though we are celebrating Christmas and we understand the concept of Christmas, correct? It's about the Lord Jesus being born. Praise, praise to the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Joseph, for accepting the challenge and believing that this is God's son conceived by the Holy Spirit. We celebrate Christmas, right? But people forget about that God actually is not just Jesus. Jesus is the human being, but God is three in one. This scripture proves that. Many people say, I don't believe in any trinity. Well, they don't read the Bible. The scripture mentions many, many times about the trinity. And one of those examples is, is here in John chapter 14. It says clearly the Lord Jesus, my father, the father, will send what? The Holy Spirit in my name. So it's very clear, right? And there are other passages. I'm going to just quote one more. You probably remember the moment when the Lord Jesus was baptized. You remember it says that when he was getting out of the water, what happened? They saw the Spirit of God in the shape of what? In, a, in, a, in the shape of a dove, they say. And then what else they, it happened? They heard a voice that says what? This is my son. And I am pleased with him. You remember? That's another example of the Trinity. So for those who don't know about the Trinity of God, that's your proof. And you have to understand that that is what the Lord wants us to believe in that regard. Now, Amen. holiness in Trinity. Do you know that God's intelligence is about, above our capabilities of comprehension? Because sometimes people are thinking, okay, well, I, I see that. I see that there is a trinity. I can see it in the scripture. But how does that work? I, I don't get it. <laughs> you will never get it. Okay, so I want to believe about God. But uh, when we die, what happens? And uh, how humans are being conceived, really, spiritually speaking. So it's just uh, the action of women and men, etc. There are many, many complex things that we simply cannot comprehend. And we will never be able to do that. It's just too much. Okay. The third thing that I want to share with you today is about the power of God. The power of God. The power of God is a reality in our lives. Look at this scripture. It says, the Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in power. Exalted in power. Who can be like the good Lord? 
Nobody can be like the good Lord. He is almighty, powerful. There is nothing impossible for him. Nothing. Whatever is the need you have today, and you are with the intention of celebrating Christmas, but you feel sad and you are a little bit frustrated with many things that have happened in your life. Maybe you don't have enough money. Maybe you don't have the person that you wanted to have at the end of the year. You know, and all those sad songs, you know, about Christmas. You know many of those songs. And we all, you know, those who are sad and depressed, they are singing that song, right? La, da, 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 la, la. La, 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 you know, the mellow tones, and, and we are just cons consumed for that. And, and we wonder, is there any possibility that God can change my life? Is it possible that next Christmas I'll be happy? Is it possible that next Christmas I will have a good job? Is it possible that next Christmas I will have my family? My dear friend watching, I don't know if your challenge is that you don't have a job or you have a bad uh, health. Maybe there is a lady there that wants to have a child and you cannot conceive. I can tell you this. There is nothing impossible for God. Nothing. For God giving you a new job is not a problem. For God restoring your health is not a problem. For God giving you a child is not a problem. There is nothing impossible for God. Amen. Nothing. He is almighty. Almighty. Now, I want you to see something important about the power of God. It's how the power of God works. First of all, the power of God works, number one, through the creation. Everything that we see. And even the things that we can't see were created by God. Sure. The news tells us this, this week about many, many new things they are discovering and stuff in the universe that is absolutely confusing for, for any of us. But that to me is not surprising they are finding new things because God doesn't stop creating. Right. And he won't stop Creation, creation, creation. Creation comes because he speaks. Yes. Let there be light, the Lord said. And when the Lord speaks and he says things, they are going to happen. Right. When he's pleased and he wants to create something, it's going to happen. Now, the human... Uh, kind messed up things and then there was a need for a redeemer so he needed to come up with a plan who is your redeemer who is your savior Jesus. he needed to provide the lamb of god but the lamb of god needed to be perfect and by coming entirely through humans it will not be perfect that's why the lord jesus was conceived by the power of god some people say, there is my problem, my friend. That is my problem with you Christians and your Bible. I don't see that happening. Well, that's, that's your problem. Because you can't believe it. The other day I was telling somebody you know, about this issue of creation. 
Some people really believe that we are the result of explosion. And I even make a joke telling you some people believe in the multiplication of cells. You know, like one cell was hanging out here, the other cell was hanging out here, you remember? And one says to the other, hey, do you want to be friends? Sure, boom, yeah, we are two now. So now these two met with other two. And, and do you think, really, that because of that, everything was created so perfectly? Think about rain, how that rain, rain works. Rotation, translation, gravity, our bodies, our hearts, everything. It's the power of God through creation, through conception in Jesus, and also through his resurrection. That is my second problem, my friend. That's why I have trouble with you Christians and your Bible. Exactly. That is your problem because you don't believe. But that is your problem. It's not our problem. We believe what the scripture says and we are happy with that. We have no contradiction whatsoever. But let me take you to other thing that is very important to see. It is about the example of the Lord God for us. Ephesians 5, 1, 2. You are God's dear children. So try to be like him. Live a life of love. Love others just as Jesus loves us. Try to be like him. <laughs> That's a challenge, don't you think? Try to live like him. So wh wh why we can't? Well, first of all, some people don't want to be like God because they refuse to do good things. They want to continue doing what is right, what is wrong, I'm sorry. When, when I want to continue doing what is wrong, there is no way that I'm going to be like him. But if I believe everything that I just said, the creation, the Lord Jesus' conception, his resurrection, well, obviously, I need to believe Ephesians 5 when it says, that the Lord is expecting us to follow his example. But if I say to myself, uh, it is way too hard to be good all the time. You know, I can't change. I cannot be holy. I cannot do that. I cannot change the way that I think. I cannot, weigh, I cannot change the way that I speak. I cannot change the way that I behave. Basically, Here's the answer. Because I don't want to. That's the reason why people don't change. It's not because they can't. It's because they don't want to change. And what are you going to do about it? You know, all these people that they work in those uh, halfway houses, when people come with terrible problems, they say that there are some of these guys and girls that they are able to get out of the situation, whatever the addiction was. But they say that there are some that they simply don't, they don't want to change. It's a personal decision at the end because the Lord God is going to help you. The Lord God is going to help you. Friend, you are listening and watching. Do you want to see miracles of God? He can do it. He has the power, but he's expecting you to change. He is expecting you to change. Now, do you want to see something very interesting? It's about the example of our Lord God. 
in the person of our Lord Jesus, in his character. You know what is the first thing that you see in the Lord Jesus is his devotion. And again, it has nothing to do with the garments and the sandals. It has nothing to do with the outfit. Devotion basically means dedication. He was dedicated, devoted to serve God and to live a perfect life, doing his ministry, teaching, reaching out, healing, in order to go through the whole process till the moment of his death on Calvary. And he knew it. But he was devoted. Do you understand that? The first example you see in Jesus' character is his willingness to be devoted to his calling. Dedication. Dedication. And that is the challenge for many people. Many people cannot find the way to be devoted to anything or anything or anybody. And my friend, I want you to know there are many skills already in you. There are gifts and talents in you. And the Lord God gave you all those things. Because he wants to use you. He wants you to use all those skills and talents in such a way that you will be useful for his kingdom. And you will be also happy doing that. And then you will be prosperous. Let me give you a simple example. Imagine that you call me to play softball in your team. Just an example. And I have certain skills and abilities to play softball because I played baseball when I was little and, uh, and I was kind of okay player. But let's suppose that you ask me to be the pitcher in your softball team. And I will say to you, well, you know, if there is nobody else, I'll do it to help. But that's not my position. So where is your position? Well, probably I could be a good uh, whether it's first base or second base or third base or shortstop, if you like. I can, I can catch the ball and I can throw the ball and I am pretty good at that. But as a pitcher, I don't think so. But there is no one. And for whatever reason, I get to into doing that. And can you imagine myself? I am like, whoop, ball. Two, three, four. Man, I am not good as a pitcher. After several games, I will be so frustrated. I want you to see the problem. I'm not living using my skills. That is the reason of your frustration. Don't blame God for your frustrations. Don't blame even your parents or your dad because your dad left you when you were little. Or your mom because your mom didn't teach you this when you were little. Stop blaming God. Stop blaming people. Search within yourself. What are those skills? What are those abilities? What are the dreams you have there? Instead of wasting your time. The Lord Jesus was devoted. Meaning he was dedicated to do what he wanted. He needed to do for the Lord God. But the same thing is with you my friend. Search within yourself. What is what the Lord wants you to do with your life? That will change entirely the lens 
of how you see life. And instead of being bitter and frustrated and nagging every single day, you will be happy worshiping God, excited about it. Now, there is something else that I want you to see. Is in the, in the Lord Jesus' character, there was a constant willingness to serve, which tells us about his humility, which is one of the biggest problems, especially here in America. You go to different parts of the world, and you will find a lot of people with so much kindness and willingness to serve and humility. But here in America, today, we are way far from there, my friends. Even when we go to stores, even when there is someone serving us in restaurants, even when you are talking with someone in customer service, humility, serving others, you know what they say? What do you think, I'm your slave? That is exactly what people say. And it's exactly the opposite of the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want to do what he, he did? Ephesians says, try to be like him. Well, what is one of the examples we said? He was devoted. Second, humility. Meaning willingness to serve from your heart. Try to serve from all of your heart, my friend. That will bring great results for your life. I promise you that. You will be happy. The next thing is beautiful. What is it? The Lord Jesus had this willingness to pay with his own life for the rescue of all humankind. Stoicism. It's a word that is probably the first time some people hear. Being a stoic. Stoicism is a life of a sacrifice. But again, who wants to live a life sacrificing his own interest in order to serve others and please God? Who wants to do that today? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody is willing to put others first. You know, it is so funny. I want you to think of this thing. It is very, very funny, but it's true. People walking together, going to a restaurant. Let's say you and one of your friends, okay? You are walking to a restaurant. How many times when you are about to get to the door, you stop, pull the door, and let your friend come through first? How many times your friend opens the door, pulls it, so you can walk through. How many times you do it and how many times other people do it? You see my point. Conversations, similar situation. We find somebody, hey, how you doing? Good. Person A, person B. What is what everyone wants to talk about? Himself. That's the norm in these days. There is no humility, much less desires to be a stoic. You see that in the workplace. Guys, something happened. Somebody has to stay extra three hours today. Who can do that? What is what everybody does?
I'm a fish, I'm a fish. Yeah, fish don't have ears. I'm a fish, I'm a fish. I will pay extra if you stay three more hours. In homes, same story. There is a need for something. Do you see anyone in the house willing to do the extra mile? No. The very minimum, the very minimum in the workplace, in our homes, <laughs> even in churches, it's the same thing. What's there for me is totally the opposite of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. A sacrificial life. Stoic. I'm going to die. If I had to die to save my people, I will. And he did. Example of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next one. What is it? His superiority. And this is probably one of my favorites. You know why I love this part of his character? Because even though, watch this, he was humble and willing to serve and stoic and everything that we have said about his character so devoted, he knew exactly who he was. So nobody, nobody will put him down. Nobody. Every single time, all those Pharisees and religious leaders, anybody was trying to put him down, he always came back with a great answer that put everybody in his own place. Because he was and is superior to everybody. I love that about my Lord. He is not just a leader. No, he is the champion of all the leaders. He is not just the kind of pitcher that uh, wins one game and then loses the next. No, he wins every game. Every time he goes to, to the ring and, and fights the enemy, every single time, boom, knockout, knockout. Every time he's in the basketball court, score, score, score. He's playing soccer. Ping, 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 goal. Playing tennis. Playing chess. Doing math. Knowledge about economy, politics, languages, instruments. You name it. The Lord Jesus is superior to everything and everyone. I love my Lord for that reason. He is superior. Still today, how many leaders of religions come and have come and they say, well, I do this, I do that, and whatever. No one of them has come back from life, from death, I mean. No, all of them are dead. Our Lord, he's superior. Superior. He is alive. Amen. Who can come up with the best philosophy, ideology, principles, than the Lord. No one. All of them, they have just kind of quoted the Lord. All and each one of them. The same idea. But you know what? When, they, when you put them next to the Lord Jesus, they don't go to, not even to the ankles. No. He is superior. And I love that about my Lord. That, my friends, is a big problem for so many people. Oh, yes, it is. And I will tell you why. 
The main reason why for so many people the superiority of the Lord Jesus is an issue is because that means if he is superior, you have to surrender. How about that? If he is superior, he is better than you. Therefore, you have to surrender. No, I don't want to surrender. You know, I don't care what you guys think, but I'm not going to surrender. Don't surrender. This is your problem. It's not my problem. But he's superior. His superiority is beyond comprehension. And everything. Nobody can beat the Lord. In any area. Love? You kidding? He gave his life for you. Compassion? You failed 20 times and he rescued you anyways. Power? Lazarus, come. Provision? Come on, guys. More baskets. Here's the food. Here's the bread. Weather? Shh. Storm, calm down. Okay, guys. Now I want to take another nap. <laughs> That's our Lord. That's why people have a, a big trouble with the superiority of the Lord Jesus. Because they say, well, if I admit that he is superior, I have to surrender. Well, you know what? I think for those who think that way, they are fools. I'm not a fool. Because I know I have to surrender. I prefer to surrender to the Lord, Lord God and the Lord Jesus Christ than to what? People surrender to other religions. Human, human ideas. People surrender to companies. People surrender to their lover. People surrender to their mother. <laughs> People surrender to their wife. People surrender to anything, even to their pets. They finally end up doing whatever the mom says, the dad says, the, the wife says, the husband says, the pet says or wants, and everything. They surrender. You know what? I surrender to the Lord Jesus because I know he is loyal. The rest are so unfaithful. They are not going to pay you well. But the Lord Jesus, my friend, he pays you well. He is superior and he has great compassion. I tell you that. He is amazing. Amazing Lord. Now, I want you to see this. Next Sunday on December 27th, I'm going to be speaking in the service 100, I'm sorry, 222. The topic is, I follow God. I follow God. But for today... I'm going to now continue with this beautiful song that you have to get it for yourself. Morning, I see you in the sunrise every morning. It's like a picture that you painted for. Save my 
Nobody loves me like you. Yes, Lord God. You know what? We know we can worship him because he is what? The king of the universe. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Because he is the king of the universe. So, let me ask you something. Do you adore Jesus? Yes. I adore Jesus. And you know what I say? My Jesus. My king. My Jesus. My king. This is a great moment for you to give your life to the good Lord. What if you change everything right now? What if you just say, you know what? I'm going to disregard everything that I have heard before and all the feelings that I had about God and all this. I want to restart all over again. Can I do that? Of course you can. Let me show you one beautiful scripture. It says, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. Today is the day, my friend, to give our hearts to the good Lord and start from scratch one more time. Say with me this prayer. Dear God, you are amazing. I love you for who you are. You are my Savior and Redeemer. You love me so much. Thank you, Father. Please forgive me. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I need to change. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord. Yes, my friend. Yes, absolutely. You know what? It's here on this beautiful cross where everything begins. And the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if you say with me? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. Therefore, I can also declare my life is going to be great and blessed now in 2020 and in 2021. Thank you. Praise the name of our Lord. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful rest of your Sunday, my friends. And for you, dear viewer, we hope to see you here soon, one of these days. Thank you so much for watching and connecting. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know for watching Victory Church, please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.